0: Claudine Hemingway is a descendant of famed writer Ernest Hemingway. We bumped into each other at a party and decided to team up and dive deep into French history, but with a twist, by bringing a spotlight to those lesser-known creatives in France. This is History with a Hemingway. Welcome back, guys. Today, we're talking about Claudine's favorite art books and Paris secrets. So we know Claudine is a great historian. She does a lot of reading, and we're going to tune in for her favorite art books today yeah these are some of my favorite ones and when I moved to Paris last year you know I had I should have even I don't know I should not have counted them but and I didn't but I had thousands I had probably I don't even know probably a thousand books at least oh <laughs> and I only moved the only ones I brought over here and moved over here were basically all my Louvre books like every single book I had about the Louvre which was six boxes wow And then a few of these ones and the ones that I'm going to mention today were all ones that I I moved over here. This kind of these secrets and some of these they have in English and some of them are in French, uh, but they're really, really great ones. And a lot of these ones are really fun ones. You could just open up um, and it's got like a lot of pictures and going to be like, here's all the different sundials in Paris. And here's all these different weird things about horses. Uh, They're really great. Two of these books I've had that I had to go buy new copies of them because literally they fell apart. Oh my gosh. So I'll share some of these. So all of, you know, Paris, the everything in Paris, there's so many details. And that's, as you know, from listening to this for three years, I love all of the details. I love all the details. I love all the connections. I love all of those little things. I just found one today when I did a live video where I was like, wait a minute, this street is named after somebody that I'm also obsessed with. I didn't know (laughs) that Like there's just, it constantly, it just never ends, the things you could find out. And so- one book that I really love is called The Curiosities of Paris, and it's by Dominique Lesbeau, and it's a fantastic book, and it's really great for those people that you are coming here. Um, it's not your first trip, you know, on the first trip when you're kind of coming here and trying to just check off all the things you want to see. This is also be a really great book for like teenagers, um, you know, kids that are always wanting to know the why and everything. So it's kind of you could almost use it as like a scavenger hunt. It even tells you like the addresses of where you'd find these things um but this is really great so that you know they'll have a stuff on there about the plaques and they'll have the old street signs and different door knockers um different remains of the ancient walls that went around paris that we talk about all the time um there's more than 120 sundials in paris and some of them are like you know the arc de Triomphe de carousel um if you go when you go there right now it's under construction but if you walk around it, there's these, like, what looks like rays coming out of it. That's because it was a sundial. The obelisk was a sundial. And then there's ones all over Paris. There's one on a wall by Salvador Dali. There used to be one on the Louvre, a very tiny one in the corner. And then they just restored that whole section. And now it's gone, um, which I was kind of sad to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you'd never believe that there was 120 sundials in the city. And I have no, I cannot figure out how, I don't think they work anymore because I'm always like, so what time is it? When I look at those, I can never figure it out. Yeah. Maybe the buildings mess up the sun. I think so. I think because now, you know, buildings come into, but it's also like, there's ones that are, there's two of them in the courtyard of the Mint, um, the Monet, which which is pretty close to me and I've looked at it before and I'm like I I would I would never have been on time to anything if that's what I had to use back then. <laughs> Cause it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But, you know, they have different things about the details of the art that you could find in some of the museums. Um, But these are like one of my, you know, favorite books that you could use on this. You can find this on Amazon. And I have all of these books linked on my website under the boutique. Um, You could click on those. And, you know, if you buy it through there, I get like, you know, like two cents. Um, So, but hey, you know, it all adds up and it could be a glass of champagne. Ah, Bring those two cents in. Yeah, there's another book that same author wrote, um, and this one is in French, and this one I'm on now on my third copy of it. It's called The Secrets and Curiosities of the Monuments of Paris. Um, uh, It's all in French, but this one is amazing, and they have, you know, it has the Louvre in there and Notre Dame. It has, um, I used that when I was doing some stuff for the Bastille when we were talking about that last week. Um, But it has tons of the monuments in France or just in Paris and all of these really amazing details that there's you just can't find anywhere else. And it is in French. You could find this book and buy it all over um, the city. I don't know if you could, you know, you might be able to get on Amazon, but it might cost a little bit more to send it if they send it to you. Sometimes it comes you know, from Paris and you're going to pay a lot more. Um, But it is a really great book. Um, And they're all little short things. And so even if you don't use learn, you know, if you don't know French, point your phone at it with Google Translate and it'll take a picture and translate the whole thing for you. There you go, guys. No excuses. No excuses. It's a really great book. Um, um, It's another one that she also wrote. And it's a smaller book. It's called Paris Bazaar. And it's also in French, but it has a lot of the little details you find in those other two books. Um, But it's a smaller little version of it. And it's a really great one. Another one that I love is called Unexplored Paris by um, Rodolphe uh, Trio. And this one is is filled with all the things I'd never seen before. Um, it's the owl that's on a building that was design, designed by Ville, the Duke, um, the rats that are on the former home of Sarah Bernhardt that's over there near, near the, um, Parc Monceau where they were done in stone. And it even has the original 1806 meridian stone markers that you could do your own little rose line hunt, um, going through Paris. I mean there's so much to look for and especially after listening to this show we have even more to look for. I know. So the Arago markers which I'm obsessed about and we've talked about before when we've talked about um the Montparnasse area but those were added just after the millennium um but they all de- they all go back to the original meridian line that was uh, discovered by Francois Arago and then now it's you know now we know it is the the Greenwich so it, it moved it moved out of Paris and it goes kind of through closer to getting to the coast. Um, but sadly it's not through Paris anymore. Um, but if you watch Da Vinci code, that's when they called it the Rose line. Ah, for you super fans out there? I know. Well, I love Da Vinci code. Um, so, but another great book that I have that I love, and this is one of those two of them, um, about this and, when you come to Paris um, one of the greatest things you could do is go through the cemeteries and the one the big cemetery the Père Lachaise is the big daddy of all of them and that is where you know they built this cemetery outside the city limit all the cemeteries are originally outside the city limit now they're all inside the city limits Um, but Père Lachaise was just everybody thought it was way too far it's just who's gonna go out there so they moved famous people so they moved Molière and Jean de la Fontaine they didn't actually move them they just said this is their tombs they put them next to each other and the guys did not get along with each other and then they're you know there's you know symbolically lying in 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 the rest of eternity next to each other but (laughs) because they did that and then because they moved Avalor Eloise out there Eloise um that's when people started to go out there and now that's where you find Edith Piaf and Jim Morrison and now these other people but then there's there's thousands of just Parisians out there that are buried. And there's these two great books. Um, one of them is called The Permanent Parisians by Judy Colbert and Tom Randall. And then another book called Stories in Stone by Douglas Keister. Those are both in English. Those are both listed on my website. Those are really great books. I Those are two books that I moved with me. Um, and when I go out there and I, I need to go out there and do some more walking around because uh, people want me to take them out there and do tours, but the place is so confusing. I need to go and do it a few times before I take people and get lost. Um, yeah. But what's amazing about the cemeteries, especially Père Lachaise, is it's like walking through the Louvre. And yeah. you could go in there and right at the, the I think it's like the north entrance, um, you walk in that entrance and it's a pretty wide um boulevard in the middle going through the cemetery and just to the left of you is a miniature wing victory Ah. on top of a column um you could find also there is a bronze uh bas relief of the raft of the medusa that is on the grave of taylor jericho um and you can go through there there's you know there's the the kit the feet you know uh Cupid reviving psyche with a kiss you could see a lot of pieces you've seen in the louvre and other ones there's one that had the um camille claudel's waltz which is the one of the most beautiful pieces she ever did on top of a grave and it was just a husband did it for his wife when she died oh wow that's so sweet So it's a really, really beautiful place, but it's really fun to go in there with the book. They each have a map in it, um, which is really helpful because they just have these huge signs um, that you look at and take a picture with your phone. And it's really easy. I mean, I've gotten I've been in there before and gotten lost for an hour trying to figure out where I needed to go. Um, (laughs) But it's also be careful walking around there because there's so many trees that the cobblestones just come jetting out and they're sticking up. And it's just, it's, you know, if you're, uh, you know, any mobility issues, it's not the place for you to go, Um, but it is really, really cool. And it's fun to go with the book because then, you know, it'll say, Oh, here's this tomb and here's who this person. And a lot of the people in these books are famous, but then some of them are, it's like, it's this, this is, you know, you should know this because it just has a cool story behind it, or it's a really cool looking tomb. Yeah. Um, and so that is one, both of those I absolutely love. I've gotten some other ones since then, but they are in French, but though these two, I think are still the best. I love these ideas. I need to go out and get them ASAP. Yeah, you need to get them. Um, another book that I really love, and it's a little, it's a tiny book and it's by somebody that we know. Um, and his book is called angels of Paris and by Rosemary Flannery. Great book. Yeah. It's a really great book. And it's so funny. And I met her through you and we were talking and I was saying something about working on a book. And then she told me she wrote a book and then about angels. And I was like, oh my God, wait a minute. What? I have that book. I love that. It's so great. It's got all of these great, um, angels all over Paris. So on, you know, on the side of buildings and just everywhere. And it's so cool because she did so much research on this book, um, and found all of these details in there about all of these different angels. And it's really, really is a great book, um, to bring along with you and just to kind of walk around, um, when you come, when you come to Paris, but a couple of my other favorite ones that are art books, um, One of the ones that I absolutely love, and I actually, when I was writing the notes for this, I was like, I gotta read this book again. So it's called The Judgment of Paris, The Revolutionary Decade That Gave the World Impressionism. And it's by Ross King. Um, This book, when I first read it, I could not stop reading it. Um, And then I later also downloaded it. So I listened to the audio version of it when I'd go to the gym because I loved it so much. And because Mm -hmm. of that is when I became obsessed with Manet. Um, But it's really amazing because it has all the taught stories about the Impressionists, um there was one ernest messinier who was at that time probably one of the most important and famous artists and now nobody really knows who he is <laughs> which is interesting but you learn all about this the tale of the salon and their exclusion and then how because of they were excluded from that they created their own the salon um, des independent which then turned into the impressionist uh salon Um, But it's a really fantastic book and you will become obsessed with Manet after you read this book. Um, It's a really, really great one. And then my last one that, and I know you've read this one and it's because it was the very first podcast we did. And it was the one called Renoir's Dancer by Catherine Hewitt. And this this is the book all about Suzanne Valadon. I love it. It was such a great book. It's such a great book. She wrote another book that I absolutely am obsessed with as well. That was about Valtesse de Laban. And Valtesse de Laban, we did an episode about her in the first year as well. She was a courtesan. She was one of the most famous courtesans. Her bed is in the Musée des Arts Decoratifs. And that's how I became obsessed with her. Because I was like, what is this bed? Who is this courtesan? What is all the details? I need to know everything. (laughs) I've actually read that book twice, the one about her. Um, but Suzanne Hewitt writes really, really great books. Um, and this one was great because Suzanne Valadon, you know, she was a model for Renoir and Toulouse-Lautrec and Modigliani um, and Proudhon. And then she ended up becoming an artist in her own right of herself and herself. And then she, you know, she had her son, Maurice Suturio who probably became more famous than she was. Um, and then he, uh, he we still don't know who his father was, um, but they, it was just like, she, but she was also kind of a hot mess. It's yeah. <laughs> Definitely kind of a hot mess. We and but we love a hot mess. Um, and, you know, if you go to the, the Musée de Montmartre, you go in there and you, that is where she lived and you get to go in there and go into her actual old studio. Yeah. That's one of my favorite places. Yeah. in New York. Yeah. Oh, I have one more. I forgot. Which one? So it's called Art for Travelers France. And this is an old book. This book's probably about 15 years old, but you can still find it on Amazon, usually used. And it's by Bill and Lorna Hannon. And this is kind of an unknown, but is a real gem. So this one goes into super, super in-depth in the museums, but it's broken and which is breaks out by time periods. But what I when I bought this book and I probably spent two weeks just on the section about Notre Dame, reading it and making a thousand notes because before I was ever obsessed with the Louvre, I was obsessed with Notre Dame. And it just has everything. Like it goes into details on each of the doors and just the history and what was built when and everything. This book is amazing. They also do that about Saint-Chapelle and Saint-Denis, the Basilica at Saint-Denis. But then it also breaks down the Louvre and the Orsay and they do it by the different areas. And it's a fantastic book. Um, I don't know. I wish that they would, you know, they do updated versions of it. Uh, But it's a really, really great book. And I have it linked. And that would be probably one of my favorite ones. um, If people are coming to Paris that they should get, even if it's, you know, anytime you see any of these guidebooks um, that talk about the museums, you know, don't Look at that and say, Oh, this was published in 1993. Okay, I'm going to go to Orsay to room 12 and see the mayonnaise. Well, it's you could go on Tuesday to room 12 when the mayonnaise is there, and Wednesday it's not. So, the <laughs> everything gets moved around. Different directors change everything. um And so, you know, if you get those older books like that, just go on their website, the Orsay, the Louvre website, and then you could go in there and type in the art, and usually it'll tell you where it is. Um and so don't usually take these and just go walking in there that this is where I'm going to find this. But it's a fantastic book if you really want to get that's more in-depth um look at the secrets and the in the art and the history of some of these places. All right guys you heard it from Claudine. She knows everything. So you better go pick up these books today and definitely check out her website, ClaudineHemingway.com. Click the links, by direct from her website. It helps us A lot with the whole two cents, you know, that all adds up. And tune in next week for parts two of the Bastille. Thanks for listening today, guys. If you're interested in learning more about Claudine, her tours, history, and the beautiful photographs that she posts all over Instagram, tune into her website, ClaudineHemingway.com.